pretty much always played the same type of ball my entire life, but I recently made a change that a lot of other people are making. I put the Callaway Chrome Softball in my bag. I played with it all week in England. The adjustment period was way shorter than I was expecting, and I'm completely sold. We're here to tell you about the trip. Let's go. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything different? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Recording this live from Blackpool, England in the conservatory. Conservatory? How do we say it? Conservatory. Conservatory here at James Summerside's home from Golf Breaks. Tron, we just wrapped up a four-day, six-round golf extravaganza, if you will. The hashtag NLUK, uh, what is your immediate reaction? Old boy. Old boy. We got a lot of new British sayings now. uh, This trip really took the piss out of me. My (laughs) my feet hurt quite badly. No, this was this was the trip of a lifetime for me. Um, far and away, the best best golf trip I've ever been on. Uh, and you know, I think the overriding theme for me was I think we lucked out with the weather. Oh my god, <laughs> we got the greatest weather in the history of English golf, and it's late March. Like it's not a yeah, normal. Yeah, night. I told people I was going to Liverpool, and they're like, "Oh, you're going to England to play golf in late March? Like you're you're crazy." And uh, yeah, I mean it was. It was high 50s every day and sunny and it was we couldn't have asked for better. We missed part of the Lynx experience a little bit, but it was also the most enjoyable way yeah. to enjoy these courses. Perfect sunlight. The pictures turned out incredible. So we played uh we got in Thursday, Tron arrived Thursday from Florida. I flew in from Amsterdam. We got picked up in London. Uh first of all, we want to say that of course this trip was sponsored by Golf Breaks. Uh, but we think, and we're we're not gonna we're not gonna go through and break down shot by shot from every round. But we want this to be informative to you guys if you ever are planning a trip to the UK or to England. I know for me, in talking with James as we were planning this, he just mentioned how it is England is not doesn't come to the top of someone's mind when thinking about going overseas to play golf. Even it doesn't for me, and I I, I would consider myself quite an avid travel traveler and golfer. Uh, it, it just not it's not on the tip of somebody's tongue, and I think that the point was kind of to highlight some of this. And I, I don't know, I, for me, it ranks absolutely right up there with Scotland, Scotland and Ireland. Well, and one of the things for me was, you know, I've watched. We played three open rota courses, and then we played another course where they've hosted multiple Ryder Cups and two other very well regarded courses. And you, you always think of each one in their own. Um, you know, kind of siloed, and you don't really put them in, in the context of like Burkdale and Liverpool and Lytham are all within 45 minutes or like, you yeah. know, kind of an hour of each other on the coast, and they're setting these kind of quaint, you know, quaint settings. And it was just, it was fascinating to see how they mesh with the community and um, really just how, how well, like, they're not just these. Kind of uh, pie in the sky, you know, mansions or you know estates that are closed off to the public. I mean, Lytham today we had yeah 
There were people walking through. It's all accessible. Yeah, so accessible. It's, it's, and I've talked about this too in Ireland, yeah. the Ireland podcast, about how the, the golf over here is just a more accessible style than, than a private course would be or a club would be. But I've US. always had that conception of Scotland and yeah, Ireland. It seems stuffy, but not but... so much with England. Like you know, you, you think of the open road of courses in England even as being, you know, more yeah stuffier and more about the pomp and circumstance. When really that wasn't that wasn't at all the vibe. Um, if anything, you know, I think this was kind of the best of both worlds. Every member that we ran into at any point was you know obviously we stick out like a sore thumb as not being right. members there. We're younger than. I would say the member the membership anywhere, and you know, just greet you with a smile, say welcome to the club, say you know, ask where we're from, what we're what else we're playing, um, and, and I don't know. For me, before I came here, if you'd told me um, the distance between Royal St George's and Royal Liverpool, I wouldn't. I would have no idea. Yeah, I, I would. I'd, I, yeah. is that an hour apart? Are they seven hours apart? See, I didn't realize that there were all of these courses in such a short distance. Ireland was tough to go along the coast and play all these different courses. We had a couple drives that were about an hour, and James felt bad that it was like an hour. Yeah, long he kept drive. apologizing. <laughs> we're like, Dude, we're from the states, an hour long like, drive. Shit, nothing. we could we could sit in traffic for an hour and a half going from you know two courses that are fifteen you know maybe fifteen miles away from each other in the states. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess without further ado. Yeah, so Tron packed his trash. You know, did yeah. you check it? Well, or... first of all, shout out to my wife. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, have like a, I have a unicorn wife, I think. Um, <laughs> Two-month-old baby at home. Yeah, he's two months uh, in two days from now. So, yeah, he's, uh, Freddie is, is still young. Uh, we're down in Florida with Alex's family right now. Kind of hiding from the rest of the Boston winter. Uh, slash early spring, but um, but yeah, I I kind of floated the idea to her after Sally and I had briefly discussed it and already was, agreed to it. <laughs> yeah, I was basically ex- expecting serious blowback, just possibly getting vaporized. And she was like, "Yeah, absolutely." They're paying for it? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you have plans on how you're going to make... Because this might be good advice for listeners. Do you have plans on how you're going to make it up to her? Uh, well, first of all, I'm probably not playing golf for the next... Because <laughs> I played I played Calusa Pines like a couple days prior. And then I've been at Bay Hill all, you know, like seven or eight days ago. I was at Bay Hill. So, so it's been kind of a golf stretch for me. So it's, it's, it's time... Alex is going to get... Well, and then we go into Masters, too, which is like... I don't know. I, I still have to figure out how I'm going to make it up to her. It's going to be gonna be an uphill battle. So we picked Tron up uh, at Heathrow. We got in the car. Um, just rolling out of the car. You just got off a red eye, obviously. I got an early flight. Um, we had great sunshine again. The Belfry... For a Ryder Cup fan like me, was really cool to play to see in person because there's so much Ryder Cup history there. It is a totally different style of course than the rest of them that we played. Uh, I thought it was a great. I don't want to call it a warm up on the way out there. It was more of an American style course, resort style course. Uh, the tenth hole there was amazing. It was like yeah. the perfect no laying up hole. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, ten was fantastic. Yeah. Especially like I think the biggest drawback for us was just. It's so early in the season over here, yep. and the course doesn't drain all that well. Yeah. So it's kind of low, um, you know, and it's more, much more of a 
dark soil versus everything towards the coast. Uh, so that was, uh, and I think it had rained pretty, yeah, pretty it, they, hard the day prior. They got all the rain out of their system right before yeah. we got here. Well, and it's funny, like the so you look at the ten day forecast, and it's raining like six of the seven days. <laughs> Right after we leave, and it goes down back in like this was the like, high forties. I, I think I said something about the weather every once an hour for this entire yeah. trip. Because and I, literally every member, everybody we ran into, they were like, they were like, yeah, it's always like this, like <laughs> with kind of a wink and a nod, and and you could tell there were because we played most of the courses for their winter setups. Yeah. And uh, so you know, a couple tee boxes weren't open here and there, but for the most part, like we were blown away. It just the conditions yeah. of the courses, I mean, uh, yeah, the Belfry wasn't in perfect shape, but, um, I mean, it's March in the UK. I, was, I wasn't expecting courses yeah. to be in as good a shape as they were at all. Um, we had, and, and, we, and we packed all this rain gear. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've played in Ireland in, in the piss, as they would call it, and it's, it, it's a like, obviously, it's, it's part of the experience, but... Uh, you do need to be absolutely prepared for it. If you're not, if you don't have rain gear, if you don't have rain pants, you're just you're going to be completely soaked. So you do have to be prepared for it. Uh, we were thankfully, but thankfully didn't need it. But uh, I was really impressed with kind of the atmosphere at the Belfry. It's a, re- a huge clubhouse, really nice lounge, like kind of lounge style chairs, like really new chairs with a huge big screen, like a yeah, not a projector screen, but like four TVs combined into one big screen TV. We finished, and this is your first time like playing golf. You know, it's it's getting dark here, and sitting down, and like coverage was just starting oh, back in the U.S. The time zone change benefit spectacular. <laughs> then we sit down, and what did we see when we sat down? We saw like like three things happened right in a row that were just kind of outrageous. It was like Kucher did something, and then you couldn't get you couldn't open your Twitter page fast enough. To oh, start and then Tong Chai Jai D was he was he was up <laughs> like you know five he was five up on somebody through like nine holes. It was insane. And maybe he is coming back through that door. Yeah, it's my boy. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean it was like great great bar, great setting. A lot um, of people in there, and there yeah, there's nobody out on the golf course, and there's a lot of people. I mean, there's a big hotel there and conference center there. Kind of how I would put it would be when you it's kind of like the the difference between putting a lobster straight into boiling water <laughs> and then you know and you're gonna like that hurts them versus you start boiling the water like you put them in room temperature water and then you start boiling the water then like gradually like they don't they don't feel anything like that was kind of it was kind of a good easement into- yeah we needed to play play some golf you know get the, get the sticks out yeah. and and because but yeah we, the course played long as shit yeah oh there were some like 240 yard par threes uh or if it was playing about 240 into the wind it was it was windy it was really too. windy yeah. yeah so it, it kind of felt it felt very it felt kind of like it was a bit of a winter round yeah. out there which it was i mean it like 18 honestly oh, 18 hole. from that was a one of the most visually intimidating drives I've so ever. You have to hit. cut off as much as you want from the water. It goes it's left, like real capey, and then oh, you hit yeah. back up towards the clubhouse to a multiple tiered green, huge green. Uh, I think I had about a 150 foot putt <laughs> on that hole. Um, you you had a couple, you had a couple. Was it a four putter? 
I think you had a I didn't, think, I didn't think we were going to talk about this. No, but it was yeah. I had was, a, I had a four putt. Yeah. Um, I think I was I was I was trying to three putt that hole and I failed. <laughs> the putter was not working for me. The uh, um, I don't I don't think we I don't, if we're going to start throwing shade at people's oh. putting strokes, is yours was a little a little twitchy for it me, was, dog. Oh, it was everything. It was it, like I think I went through the seven stages of grief with my. Oh. We didn't play great week. on this trip. There wasn't a lot of good golf, but when you yeah. do this, when you there go, there were some over, short bursts. There was, yeah. Yeah. we had some moments, but when you come up, you can't, you can't like let it bother you for one second. You can't, you, you know, if you hit a bad shot, you throw your club a little bit, maybe. We had a couple club throws, but um, <laughs> then you get over it and just yeah. realize where you're playing golf. And yeah, you can, it's one thing to get like upset if you're playing a normal round weekend round with your buddies and not playing well. But it was almost we, kind of liberating, not. I mean, I played well. Like I think both of us played well enough. We didn't embarrass ourselves, but you know, pretty much just. I think you shot, you shot pretty well today. But like high seventies, low eighties for the most part. Um, you can't expect to roll out of the car and yeah, shoot your handicap but like, over here. Even then, like I, I don't know, I just didn't feel like grinding my ass off no, either. No, not at know? all. No, it's about it's about experiencing the golf course more than it is yeah. posting a score. But yeah. yeah, we hung out at the Belfry, got in the car, and we drove to Liverpool about an hour from there. I left. No, it was much Maybe closer than bit. that. No, I, I thought it was further. It was like ninety minutes. I lost track of the time. Yeah. It was long enough for me to realize that I left my jeans, my coat, and my shoes yeah. in the locker at the Belfry. I still need to call them. Do you even travel, bro? I don't. Apparently, um, stayed in downtown Liverpool. So we stayed in downtown Liverpool for two nights. That was fantastic. It was nice. Yeah. Haywood, Haywood House Hotel. We yeah, stayed. Yeah. So I'd never really. Um, my dad's always come over to to Manchester. He's always had a convention in Manchester every year. And he loves it. Like he loves coming over here, and and he's he's always kind of told me about that, and I've never really completely understood it. I'd only been to London uh, a couple times, and yeah, I mean the people up up here, up this neck of the woods, are just could not be more welcoming and friendly and like authentic. There's no pretense whatsoever. Yeah. Like it was the opposite of any posh british stodgy yeah. britishness stereotype yeah yeah, yeah. you're, like you're was... ways from london so it's not the biggest tourist central location and you you stick out a little bit like your american accent sticks out a little bit more around here than it would say in london but uh, yeah we made it up there and we, we, i think we crashed we did yeah we crashed and we had a 7 30 tea time at west lanks so yeah the six courses we played, the Belfry, West Lancashire, Royal Birkdale, Royal Liverpool, Wallasey, and Royal Lytham. A quick break to talk to you guys a bit about the Callaway Epic drivers that both Tron and I had in the bag. Tron is playing the Sub-Zero driver. I'm playing the Epic. We bought yardage books from all of the courses as you're trying to doing everything you can to avoid bunkers out there. We found ourselves checking the yardages on bunkers that had never been in play at any other phase of our lives. Seeing the ball roll out on these fairways after, when you pipe a drive, uh, it doesn't fix a broken swing. Uh, there were plenty of poor tee shots hit, but it is the most forgiving driver that both Tron and I have ever hit. A healed shot can cut right down the fairway 290 yards if you get the right rollout. I've never hit a driver that's been that forgiving. If you need more info, head to CallawayGolf.com. We had a 7.30 tee time at West Lancashire. I think for me, I, it was the course. I did very little research before this trip. It was mostly put together 
by James and the guys at Golf Breaks. Uh, there the, the, weren't a lot of pictures of it online. I, I had no expectations for it. It wasn't super highly ranked. I think it's, it's somewhere in the top 50. And, I almost of course preferred in England, not doing, doing a research. bunch of research. Just because you. You're, uh, you, you can, go in with no expectations. You can make your own first impression. Yeah, and you really don't, you know, you don't build anything up, nor do you, you know, kind of put a value judgment on yeah. anything prior. I was blown away by West Lanks. Like that, so and we, we it was probably one of the first best opening stretches I've ever played. We had a perfect morning. Um, wind was down. The course was built in 1873, and I, I'm so impressed with courses that age really well and that cl- don't have to have tee boxes that are clearly just on different parts of the property that aren't designed as part of the original hole. Obviously, all courses that were built from that time have been lengthened at some point, but. Uh, the court, everything just flowed so nice. So you show up, and again, you think like a private club in England. It's like a tiny little clubhouse that's just yeah. simple, kind of like a, just an ugly modern clubhouse. But you go in there, and it's exactly like. So tell the story about your club, at, like or yeah, the club back, back in home. Dog. Yeah, a club that yeah. I used to work at. Uh, they had a pretty big clubhouse. It was built in the seventies, though. And, um, you know, the membership was, it wasn't doing very well. And I just, I heard, you know, people talking about it, and, uh, the general manager and, um, some other members talking about how they needed a new clubhouse for the golf course. And like, to as, me, as a means to yeah, like, improving like, things. like, you know, energize the membership and, and make it a more appealing place to play to me. And I, to you, I'm sure the golf, the guys that are there for the golf, like I would love a, as small of a cost as possible for a clubhouse. Yeah. Well, Keep that was the other thing. Like all these places we were like, yeah, how much is it? You know, like yeah. what's the, what's the membership fees and, and you know, kind of the upfront dues. And I was like, we were floored. <laughs> we were so upset when we find, but the I mean, focus is truly on the golf course. Yeah, like like that's the when point. you pay in, it's like your, your costs are going to paying the superintendent and the, in the grounds crew and the pro yeah. like that's first and foremost and then everything else comes second yep which was so refreshing and it's just so simple and it's it, a couple times we were just because we're playing so much golf in so many different places we we're a few minutes late or, or you know running a little bit behind yeah. so we call the pro shop and hey, that's no problem we'll get you moved around i feel like it's just a, a, it's a totally different way of handling things and you so we show up at west lanks and they i don't they have this you know, the doors that open to the clubhouse and this kind of walkway with it's kind of just this green carpet that's it's not like, it's nice. almost like AstroTurf. Yeah. yeah. And but it's it's meant for people to walk through with spikes. Yeah. You can put your clubs in there. Like imagine taking your clubs into a clubhouse in the US. It would never happen. And these cl- these clubhouses are so old, they have so much history, so many pictures on the walls and you know, old lockers and I, I just love that vibe. And yeah. I, I, I don't know, I was blown away by West Lanks. I, the the Course was beautiful, great link style. The wind, we caught the wind down the front nine. So, Get so up. you open up like, I mean, basically the first hole goes out, and it pretty much puts you like right on the coast, like almost right yeah. on the coast. Like yep. you're, and then second hole has a great. The second view. hole is called Shore. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's a like a five, basically like a five hundred yard par five. Um, two bunkers, like dead down the middle of the fairway, kind of. More visually intimidating than anything. And it's then, flat, so you, yeah. that, there's a little elevated tee box on that hole, but yeah. it's flat, and it just that light in the morning that hits hits these courses 
it just highlights the difference between the fairway and the rough and the terrain. I don't know how to describe how the terrain rolls. It's so visually and aesthetically pleasing. I don't. It's even if you're hitting bad shots, it's it's so much fun to just just walk in between the dunes of some of these holes. And then, I mean, so West Lanks probably had the courses we played on Friday. West Lanks and Birkdale probably had eight of the strongest par threes I've ever played. Like, and and I don't think I don't think on any of them we hit more than say maybe. Six like five or six iron, but, but not even were, that much. Yeah. Even some of them were short, seven they irons. All, usually, but they were all just like yeah. it was like fair, but man, like they were well bunkered, and the greens were just just visually arresting. Like they were, it was fantastic. Yeah, so like the third hole was was awesome. Uh, fourth hole was, I mean, the, like that that stretch of like four, five. And like three, four, five, six. I mean, it was unbelievable. We were laughing. We couldn't get yeah. through the front. And then head. there's this train. Yeah. Like the the metro, like the Liverpool metro, basically, like runs aside the course. And like in the states, if 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 a public transit thing ran right next to the course, you'd be like, oh, this trashy. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was so well done, and so it blended in so seamlessly to the course where it was like. You like added Attitude, to the character yeah. and the ambiance of it because you at one of the holes you have to aim kind of <laughs> at it and hit a little draw. I did spray a little train wave sauce at uh, I think the twelfth hole. That was one of my favorite yeah. holes. But a lot of the courses that are built in this time period are built near train tracks because that's that's how people got to golf courses back in the day for the most part. So uh, you know we we ran into it. The tr- we saw train tracks again at Lytham and I think somewhere else. I don't, I don't even remember off the top of my head, but. Kind of, I know, yeah, like you said, it's kind of a cool, charming, charming aspect of yeah. it. But we um, had to try to play rather quick around West Lanks, and the the, yeah. the 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 pace of play in again in England is like this in Ireland, like this in Scotland is just different over here. You're you're not playing. We are a three ball. You should not play in over four hours on a course like that, and we didn't. I think, but yeah, I think if I if I could basically like a template for like basically making golf approachable. For Americans, like this, would be the perfect course yeah. for it. Where just walking club, you know, no no pretense or anything like that, but really solid. But like my other big adjustment was the green speeds. Like just I was over reading everything all week, so I think and, and that was almost trickier than playing. You know, I came off of playing a couple of places down in Florida that were stimping at like legitimately fourteen or fifteen. And you literally just touch the ball and get it started online. And I had to make a full putting stroke here. And I was basically, like, it's it's hard. I think it's hard for Americans to get through their head, like, when they have a flat putt. Or you, you have to hit it inside break. the hole. You always want to, like, you're like, oh, there has to be something in this. When, like, a lot of the time there just wasn't. No. And it was all about, you know, you hitting you hitting the shot versus you trying to figure out the shot. Basically, so that was that was a big adjustment for me. Um, but I think my other big takeaway from 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 West Lennox was just the 18th hole. Like that was probably one of the toughest driving holes I've ever played. Yeah, like was, like I would put that up with I would put that up with 18 at Sawgrass. Like, back up into the wind, wasn't like it? That tough. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a like there's like a trench like lake down the right. Super narrow fairway and probably two of the most well placed bunkers. You love the well placed bunkers. Well, yeah, I mean, that was, it's everything yeah. in in golf over yeah. here in Link style golf. It's 
but it, but it's just like <clears throat> these courses have truly stood the test of time. And I mean, the the air is kind of you ride the ocean, so the air is a little bit heavier. And the ball doesn't fly quite as far. Yeah, no, it's it, you so, have to if you're even remotely into the wind, you have to swallow so much pride. Almost always taking two, yeah. sometimes two clubs, too much. And and I think it was it was definitely probably played a little bit different for us too because the, a lot of these courses usually play firm and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for the most part, they were pretty firm. The ones we played on the coast, but. Still early season and and you know not not quite not quite dried out right. completely yet. So but the was, rough was down almost everywhere we played too, which was yeah that critical was, yeah, for that us. Was, Ball God. hunting out there would be yeah pretty tough. But yeah, so like West Lanks, that was a perfect perfect intro. Just a but just a great routing. There was no wasted space. There was maybe classic. one or two holes. There was one hole that I re- that I. Didn't care for the one where you, yeah there was one that oh. we played back at the train um, yeah the dog leg right on the back it was kind of like you know it was a little gimmicky but other than, like it was probably like fourteen or fifteen really exceptional holes probably right. one of the I mean I, w- I would place it among one of the most enjoyable golf courses I've ever played yeah and that's kind of the yeah. point I mean you guys have heard of Royal Burkdale you've heard of Royal Liverpool you've heard of Royal Lytham. I had never heard of West Lanks before this trip, and for for I don't know. This was I, I don't want to. I, I'm not going to rank the golf courses. Yeah. I refuse to rank them. But it, it's if I didn't n- know that the other three were open rota courses, I would I would have no problem yeah. taking West Lanks great, interchangeable great as as I mean, one of the best probably ones. Probably in similar shape to like Liverpool. Yeah, as far a as... lot of people I know suggested a lot of other courses, uh, Hillside, Fornby, where the top was of kind of was... funny. Like I thought it was, it was almost like, all right, like, all right wasn't good tell enough. me where you're playing. And then here's where like, all right, let me pick out the courses where you're not playing. It was like, <laughs> and make you feel yeah, bad. About yeah. It. yeah. It was like, it was so... like, it was like, yeah, I'm moving to Manhattan. Oh man. Like you should really look for an apartment in Brooklyn. Like there's this really up and coming neighborhood in Brooklyn. It was, it was kind of like that. So it was like uh, Hillside, Formby were kind of the two. That, yeah. You know, people were like, oh, you're not playing those. Like, Make sure you take it out. Like, yeah. Well, we kind of had yeah. a booked out. And like James, James, you know, the guy that put, that, uh, put this together and we play with, he was like, he pulled a rabbit out of his hat, like getting getting all this scheduled and getting all this fit in. in, a, in a, yeah, it was incredible. And that's, that's, that's I mean... That's what we want to also talk to you guys about. We'll bring, we're going to bring James in here at the end as well. But I know planning trips like this can be really intimidating. I've done it on my own. I've done the I've done the route of, you know, obviously paying my own way and you know scheduling your own flights, your own hotels, making your own tea times. And it's a lot, a lot of work. Uh, a lot of people don't know that there's opportunities or you know companies that will for the same cost that it's going to already cost you. You can tell them what courses you want to play. They can even help you book your flights if you want. And they can take care of so much of the logistics that goes into it. Kind of like as much or as little as you want. Yeah, they'll book the they'll book the golf, and the lodging and the transportation for you. That's which is the that's biggest thing. So we didn't need, like there was not a there was not a care in the world. Our only focus was playing golf. Yeah. But like the fact that like West Lancashire or Walsley, which we played this morning, like those those two. We we would have never found those on our own, or probably or, not, you know. And and that was that was kind of like a, a true value proposition from them. Yeah. So. Yeah, because even if you're going to go over and play all the royal courses, you should play some of these other ones as well. It's yeah. so cool to see how um, 
I don't want to say normal clubs work, but just like a, a how a, a club in another country works. I wouldn't classify that as a normal course, though. It was, it was, yeah. man. No, that was, that was, really, we had, that was I mean, an that would be, unbelievable day. Like, that would be, I would, I would say that would, I, I like that better than any golf, like, I'm from Atlanta. I like that better than any golf course in Atlanta. Even East Lake and Peachtree included. Yeah. Like, I'd put it up there with, I I would rather play West Links than Atlanta Athletic Club. Yeah. Um, it's such a fun yeah. style of golf. Yeah. It's it's and you're not again. You can't like fly a high eight iron in and stick it right next to the flag. Or but spin it's not anything. quite Scotland either. To no, where, you know. You, well, it's it depends on the time of year. Too. You have to land it, you know, twenty yards short and then run it off. Like it was kind of a good mix, at least this time of year, of those two things. How much fun did you have putting from off the green? Oh, there were putts from eighty yards. Like on this so that trip. so that so that's that video that Scratch TV did. Like that was I I was singing that in my head the entire week. I was like, you need to put it. Like I mean, I like Solly today, he he convinced me to I was like it was either like put it and try to like wed like basically funnel it between these two bunkers and then use like use this the slope of the bunker. Centrifugal force of this one bunker. I can't believe you fell for that. And I mean I totally mishit it, like just didn't execute the shot at all, but the fact that that was even an option, remotely possible, was yeah. You refreshing. can't you can't flop it off these off yeah. this, the, the turf on the fairway, but it's so much fun to putt it from everywhere. It becomes yeah. so it's it's pretty easy, I think. I don't oh, know. I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of guesswork out of it. So, all right, from West Lanks, we sped over to Royal Birkdale, the site of the Open Championship this year. This one was the hardest tee time yeah. to get. We were the first guests to play there for the entire year. Um, we met up with Alex Perry from National Club Golfer here in the UK. Had a good four ball. Had a little Ryder Cup match that we we almost aimed them. We I think we won seven and six. And, yeah, but they did. They we really did teach. So the British people don't know what a press is. We had to teach them what a press was. Or a Nassau. Or a Nassau. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, we did talk them into pressing us. They did. They did take us at the end with some presses. I think yeah. limited the damage a little bit. But Burkdale, we tried to explain air hammers and it was too much. An auto press. <laughs> it was. They had enough trouble with press. <laughs> um, West Lanks and Burkdale's up there with the top two, maybe top three golf day I've ever had. Yeah. So I would classify. I think West Lanks was the most fun. Yeah. I had on a course. I think. Burkdale was probably the best piece of land yeah. that we played. It, it was um, kind of eases you into it on the first first couple of holes. Um, you kind of go like down from the clubhouse, kind of a gradual little slope, and then uh, good par three back there, good short four, like coming coming back out. And but some of the some of the tee boxes at Burkdale, and this was probably more true, much more true there than anywhere, anywhere else. else we played. Where their championship tee boxes, like we we played, you know, one up. We played it all the way back there, but they had winter yeah. tees set up, so they and, were set yeah. up at sixty three hundred yards for us. That was as far back as it went. And and, and that that play, I mean, it's seventy four hundred from the tips. Like there were some tee boxes that were over a hundred yards back from the next closest one, and it's, just totally different golf course. It's a, it, that's why I love playing courses that are tournament courses and giving you that extra appreciation for what those guys do. Because even there was a par five on the front, number six, 
that played as a par five uh, is par five for us is 480 yards. They're going to play it as a par four at the open. They've always played it as par four. I don't even, I don't even know how you get there. It played into the wind. I don't know how you get yeah. to that hole in two. I mean, it, some of these the the 18th as well is like 450. It played into the wind for us. It was driver three wood for me. Yeah. I don't I don't know how those guys get there with anything less than a four iron, but they do. I, I'm, man, yeah. it, you so much respect to those to where those guys play from because it's just a completely different game. So one takeaway for me: you walk into every every clubhouse we walked into. The first thing we saw in the pro shop was a Skechers <laughs> display. Skechers are huge here. Like whoever the Skechers rep is in in uh, England is doing his or her job. He is making some commission, at least yeah. getting them into the shop. I don't know how this commission works, but but uh, yeah, and um, but yeah, they were they were you know they were excellent. Um, Burkdale, I mean the clubhouse is iconic, kind of that. Almost like a cruise ship kind of looking thing. It's cool. It's all white. It's pretty again, pretty simple Art Deco, though. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, um, think about the clubhouse like at Congressional, and think of like the exact opposite of that, and that's what you get with any any. Well, yeah. the Liverpool clubhouse we'll get to. That was probably my favorite, I yeah. think. But yeah, Burkdale's um, is a white clubhouse, cool little bar room there, and I just love walking the hallways at all these places. We didn't talk about at the Belfry, all the pictures and Ryder Cup stuff at the oh, Belfry. That was, yeah. You can you can spend. We'll post some of the like. We, yeah, I think we took a lot of pictures. Of yeah, we have a lot of pictures we're going to be sharing. So, um, but yeah, like at Burkdale, the the strongest thing for me was some of the part threes were just exceptional. Like number seven was awesome. Um, let's see. Here. I love Link's part threes because it's almost yeah. always just about where they put the bunkers and the yeah. slopes and. But yeah, I mean, uh, Burkdale was just such a spectacular piece of land. It probably had more undulation in the greens than any other courses we played too. Yeah. Um, we got some good drone shots from from above Burkdale. Oh, but yeah, man, I mean, was... there's there's just some man sized holes out there. I think for my big takeaway, I, I my prediction for the the Open this year was Spieth and Sergio are going to share the title. <laughs> I'm just going to say Spieth, Spieth is going to win it. That course is so. So speedy, speedy. So like speedy. You can't. It's not. You it's, can't let your guard down, and you can't totally overpower it. Yeah, you it's can't just, like cut corners. You got to really. be disciplined and and patient. Links golf in general, and of course, like this, you have to. Yeah. You can't. You can't fly corners and hit into the fairway at the wrong angle because it's running through. Yeah. You have to shape the ball within the way the fairway is shaped, and that's where I think. You really like speed there. I'm still taking Kepka, but only because I'm locked into that pick. So yeah, I mean, ten ten was a phenomenal hole. Um, Eleven was as well. I mean, just long par fours, and then you got just done dirty on one of the par threes. What did I do? The one. So a couple of bunkers were ground under repair. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah. So what I again love about a lot of these par threes I think it was only I think I hit nine iron or wedge on this par three again the t- our tees were kind of up the the pin is on the far right and I think every pin we played at Brookdale was tucked yeah they're, they're tucked it was and, like Sunday pins and you know you have to play to the safe part of the green and if you bite off more than- we lost about a minute of audio right here bear with us yeah I think another hole to highlight at Brookdale was 13 um plays 499 for the pros 
Uh, I think we played it at like 4.30, 4, 4 4.40. How do you get there at 4.99? That was into the wind too for us, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think the prevailing wind was yeah, going right. the other direction. We we kind of had a we had a wind coming out of the east for the most part. But this 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 is why I the guys talk about the wind so much on the broadcast yeah. when they when the wind is different than the prevailing wind and we had that at Litham. Yeah, the holes like yeah. the hard holes like a 450 yard par four is usually designed to play downwind. When it's into the wind, it's borderline not reachable. We played a three-shot par four today. Yeah, with them. Like, it, and so that's I. Have There's no in. such thing as a as a three-shot par five, but there is such a thing as a three-shot par four. It, it's number three <laughs> at Royal Lytham. So, um, I, I just have a, a lot more appreciation for why they talk about wind so much on these courses. Because yeah, if it flips directions and plays opposite of how the course is designed, it's it's harder. It's definitely yeah. harder because the downwind holes are usually you know. 380 yard holes that a downwind doesn't they're designed to be into the wind but a downwind doesn't really even help you that much yeah honestly lift them from like the seventh or sorry Burkdale from like the seventh hole on through the end was spectacular um you know 14 was another great par three and then there's two par fives 15 and 17 down the stretch and both of them like like one of them kind of reminded me of the country club at Brookline, and the other one um, was just like it basically goaded you into going for it, and like everybody in our group, I think all of us made double. Yeah. We all just ejected. I think they played that as a par four too, seventeen. It's insane, it's absurd. Yeah, and I then, know pars are relevant. I know, but yeah. again, some of these holes don't feel like you can get there in two. Yeah. And again, we weren't playing all. And then eighteen is just such a good finishing. It is a great too. finishing hole coming right back at the clubhouse. Um. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be a lot. Of I three putted from like fifteen feet. <laughs> it was bad. You got on it too, didn't you? I got on three putted par. That was a par five for it. Yeah, that's 18. yeah. Eighteen's the par yeah, four. Eighteen's a par. Eighteen's a par. Well, it was technically a par four or par five for us. Yeah, from like four seventy uphill and it. And, but yeah, that was such a cool closing stretch. And then we go out to the to the patio out back afterwards had some beers man in the sun like the yeah. members were out there for like i think they said it was the first day of the year they were actually sat outside and drank beers and then there's a park right next door um uh, well i mean first of all i had like so i asked the guy what the soup of the day is and he's like it's uh stilton and broccoli i'm like stilton like blue cheese and I'm like hell yeah like it was such good soup and then i had a smoked salmon and cucumber sandwich which was just I'm like shit, and it was like six pounds. It was, it was, it was like I don't know. I love playing golf and then sitting around the table, grabbing a beer, and, they had, and talking yeah, about and it. And they had six different beers on tap in the clubhouse, and you know, all of it really. Just, it was just the whole experience was top notch. Oh god! And then there's all these people walking their dogs. Yeah, right outside the golf course. Yeah. And there was there was like horses walking around on the beach. <laughs> it was nuts, man. Oh God! Yeah, so, that was like the perfect, perfect day of golf. But uh, anything else from Burkdale we missed? Not really. We went. We went. Um, yeah, Burkdale was exceptional. I would say again, Burkdale was the best piece of land that we played yeah. in the toughest. I think the toughest uh, test of golf yeah. that we played. Yeah, Just I'd like to play it a little further back. In. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to play yeah. it further back. I played probably my best round at Burkdale. I ejected on seventeen. 
But I think I had 77 at Burkdale. I was, I was, I was happy with that. I'll I take did, that with I me. did not have 77 at Burkdale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Headed down to Liverpool that night. Uh, we were pretty wiped. We walked, I don't know, like 26 kilometers or something that day. Went out, got some dinner. We didn't have a tea time until 2 o'clock at Liverpool the next day. So we got, went and had the piss up a little bit. Or went on the piss. Well, uh, well, fittingly enough, I mean, when you're in Liverpool, you have to go to a Brazilian pizza restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we, we got a recommendation from one of the bouncers at like this, this bar by our hotel. We think that's what we got because James had to translate for us because the guy, that, yeah. that wasn't really English what he was speaking. But James understood it. Yeah. Or it's not English what we're speaking, I guess. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, actually it was fantastic little pizza place. And we talked cool bars. On. Like really modern bar. I pictured it being more like small pubs, but we it was were, like really we modern. And we were drinking Pacificos on, on drafts. <laughs> yes, we were drinking pizza from a Brazilian place, drinking Mexican yeah. beers in England. Yeah. It, it, was, was, it was cultural wild. experience. But actually in Liverpool... Very walkable. Um, kind of reminded me of like Portland, Maine, or um, I don't know, like this whole area. Kind of reminded me of Boston and New England. Like, I mean, I know that sounds cheesy because New England and England, but like, I don't know. It was, it was just it was a little bit leisure and a little bit. It was just a good mix of uh, of people and of you know, kind of uh, just the vibe up here. It was a little bit more laid back. Um, but yeah, yeah, we 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 went out and Todd went on, went to a few places. Um, then we woke up, we slept in a little bit. Michael, Michael Jones, and he, I mean, honestly, the hospitality that we experienced at that club, um, you know, everybody was fantastic the whole trip, but that club went above and beyond, and they were that was yeah probably I think we it helped that that was we had one day dedicated yeah. to Royal yeah. Liverpool, which I'm we, glad we did. We did. We, uh, most, I mean, our, our days where we played 36 were a bit rushed. And then our day at the Belfry, we were obviously, that was a travel day. This was our day to take it all in. We showed up early, walked to the, cl- the clubhouse memorabilia is awesome. I mean, they've got tons of, I mean, Rory and Tiger have won there. So there's, the memorabilia there is awesome. Burkdale probably had the best, we didn't go on the one at Lytham today because we got done too late, but Burkdale probably had the best memorabilia, but the clubhouse was a bit, a bit small, like just as far as the, um, kind of just the usable space in it. Whereas Liverpool just had the best clubhouse vibe and the best bar and the like bar room in the back. Um, and it sits right next to the putting green. So you can watch people putt right there. You can see right out to the first hole and it's a very, it's a wide open property for the most part. You can see so much of the course even from from the clubhouse. Yeah, that was the big takeaway for me when we first walked in was like just how flat it was and how expansive it was. You can see, I mean, you're probably you're probably like a thousand yards away, maybe even more from the beach and yeah. from kind of the estuary, the D estuary. Um, but then, and then you see. Like there's snow-capped peaks over in Wales, like across the estuary, that are probably 40, 50 miles away that you could see. I mean, the 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 setting was just absolutely stupendous. And then, so yeah, they have the big, wide-open field where the course is, and then there's row houses along the road that frames it, and it just, oh, yeah, it's beautiful scenery. And 
again, it starts really flat, the course. And we didn't, we didn't even talk about the course yet for Liverpool. Yeah. It starts flat. Well, for, yeah. The first hole. We had... I don't know if you know, though. First of all, like, we go in, got coffee. They bring us, like, a full coffee service, like, on their, China, you know, yeah. on the Royal Liverpool China. Uh, great pro shop. All that. I mean, it was... So, I think for us, Royal Liverpool was the best full experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like, agree. Birkdale was the best piece of land. But Liverpool was the best experience. Yeah. Lancashire was the most fun layout um so liverpool yeah the first hole is very divisive and controversial i don't know if you know this though but it played as the third hole during the open championship uh we were reminded of that i think at every stop of the way that they did they did some rerouting it makes perfect sense the rerouting that they did for the open after seeing it but a lot of criticism i was even critical of it in 14 they have in course out of bounds the first hole goes around like right on the dog leg it's a dog leg right and the the range kind of cuts in a little bit, mm-hmm. and the, but but there's a little not even like a stone wall, like a little just raised up grass mound, bank, yeah, and, yeah. And um, but yeah, I, I actually thought it, it it seems gimmicky, but it plays well. It kind of added a sense of like it, it would have just been another hole without it. Um, yeah, pretty pretty flat, wide opening hole, and it ended up being like you had to think about the shot, and it really made you strategize on that so i, I, I think the it. criticism of it and then the starter mentioned this as well in that the the novelty of it maybe novelty is not the right word but the the uh the, the fact that's your first shot you got to think about that ob is cool and when they play it for the open it's the third hole yeah so it kind of makes it a little just kind of i don't know we, we misplaced i would say yeah but yeah, it's it's fair. It's not like it, it's you can carry the corner first of all and get over the ob, and it's not like uh, super narrow to the left. Like you have plenty of room to miss to the left. But that was the first thing. I mean, some people, you know, most of the people that responded on Twitter, they were like, either like Rory was like, that's you know obviously his favorite course in the Open Rota, but most people talked about number one in a, der- in a very der- derisive manner yeah. and I was like man that was that was actually one of them. that was cool I really liked the whole yeah. um, you you were near I think at one point near tears at this golf at this experience I loved it I thought it was I mean second hole like let me, let me get through here I mean, people just, kind of I feel like people kind it was, of slight this course it was flat like I get that it, it's a flat piece of land but I almost liked it like the course was out there in front of you you, it was so fair, but in, in like that you knew what you had to do. It was just a matter of like it's just tough to do it. And it's that whereas like Birkdale was more like there was more uh, the holes were more on their own. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the Liverpool really has flowed. what I love in a Lynx yeah. course the flowing grass where the holes aren't really you know separated off from each other but just kind of roll right into each other. Yeah. And. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean the the some of the holes. Let's see here. We did have to play a couple winter tees that were <laughs> the one part three. Man, the part so three much one that harder. Was, that was it. Made, it did make it a lot harder. But um, um, we met one of the members. Matthew was a, a Twitter follower of ours. Came out and played a few holes with us. Hit probably one of the best shots we saw of the whole trip. Got on sixteen and two. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he picked up a five footer for birdie that was a bit, was a little bit twitchy for me. <laughs> he gave himself a five footer for birdie, but no, it was it was that was a impressive shot. Michael, um, the pro, came out and played 
yeah. Michael came out and played a few holes with us, which was but yeah. It's, so really, it's pretty flat, but just inter- like inherently interesting holes, and then you get out. It wasn't that flat once you got out there, well, though. It, and then you get out to like six or seven, and really, and really eight. I mean, eight's where like, eight's the par five. It gets pretty hilly. Then it got nine, cool, and like behind eight, you almost. I almost felt like I was out in. San Francisco, like they had these cool trees, and you're right, you're kind of right next to the ocean at that point, or the the D estuary, and uh, it was like that 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 stretch. that stretch was spectacular. Nine, ten, eleven, I think it was. Yeah, uh, they call it their Amen Corner. It was that was oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Great sea views, and again, so many people out there walking. We yeah. saw horses, like people out there riding horses on the beach. Um, just nine so many was dogs. like a really cool punch bowl green. Yeah, um, yeah, and then, yeah, ten was a really really cool par four. People that, that and then eleven was a fantastic par three. Oh, that was one too. of my favorite holes. Yeah, that was probably top three favorite yeah. holes of the trip. People, anyone that's that's sliding this course in in the least is is off completely off from a yeah. fan playing perspective or whatnot. Maybe it's not the best open championship course. I don't personally. It doesn't see translate that. on TV either. Probably not, because it gets. I think part of the charm of the place is it get. It's so expansive and it's such a vast piece of property. And when you put those grandstands in there and all the hospitality and yeah. all the corporate stuff, it gets chopped up and you, you know, lose part of the element of that rolling. Yeah, I mean, it just I mean. feels big when you're out there. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you're you're in this. You're all alone in this vast space, and kind of it's like otherworldly almost. Yeah. But if you can't tell I like this course. <laughs> this is, you were you were blown away by this yeah. course, and again, I I I loved it as well. So was, sixteen was the one they played it as eighteen during during the open. Don't know if you know that. Yeah, and and supposedly Sam Saunders is is Arnold Palmer's <laughs> grandson. Um, to be confirmed. Yeah. That was a really fun hole too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sixteen from where Rory hit that five iron in there. I don't understand. So it. sixteen, you actually go back, you kind of go across the range as well. Mm-hmm. Like you can cut off some of the range there too. And there's, there's, there's the pros there's, couldn't though from where they played. There's it. out of bounds, kind of on the on the right, on the right. But yeah, but they had to on the second shot. Yeah, they had to cover the ob on yeah. the second shot. I don't get how you hit a five iron from two forty where he did, and we had that downwind as well. Yeah. I don't. I really don't understand it. Um, yeah. So sixteen, and then it was interesting to me. Seventeen and eighteen. So seventeen's got this really long, narrow green. So that played as number two, number one, one, number one. Seventeen played. Seventeen played as one. Eighteen is two, and then number okay. one played as three. So that one had a new green. Like seventeen and eighteen are new greens, and they've kind of rerouted everything. Um, and seventeen was like I really liked the green. It had these giant kind of grass mounds um it, it kind of reminded me of like a one of the more well done like modern american courses like a Corin crenshaw or like particularly like sweeten's cove in tennessee like it, it just it reminded me of the best elements of what we like about you know some of these new american courses um but yeah so i mean i, I thought they did a great job on those holes, I would say the only thing like is just this was the kind of course or the kind of piece of land that was just begging for a few more template holes. Yeah, 
for me. Like if it had a great Biarritz or if it had, you know, a really, um, really cool Redan hole or something like that. Like it was, it was, it was kind of like a Chicago golf club kind of piece of property, very flat, but you know, just super well done. Um, I think from the tips, it's championship. It was 73, 7,300. We, we played it from probably 6,500. Probably. 66, Maybe yeah. even a little longer than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, we played that one. We but played again, that one as like, far length back as we wasn't, Length wasn't really the determining factor. No. We didn't have course. a ton of wind out there. And it seemed like it got longer as the course went on, too. Yeah. Like the last, the back nine, I, I believe, was much. I mean, it says they're both the exact same distance, but. I think I think the back nine was was more more challenging from a length perspective, um, and then yeah, and then Michael the pro came out played played a best ball with her, an alternate shot with us, and it was I mean he was fantastic. He came in, bought us some beers in the clubhouse, yeah. and uh, it's also worth noting that they let us play on a Saturday, which is a, a big deal. On like the nicest here. Saturday of the year. So far yeah. Too. Saturdays are member days at these clubs. And um, no, they were, they were having their, had their AGM. <laughs> yeah. Their annual, their annual general, general meeting, meeting, which so like all of the members were in town. Like, honestly, this would, that would be a course where like, like I, I would place that among where I, where I would want to be a member out of everywhere I've played yeah. thus far in my life. Like it was just that cool of a course and that chill of a membership to where like, like we were, we flew our drone after the round yeah. and they were like, yeah, if you just want to keep on looping around and keep playing. Like, yeah. They're, they, I felt like I was holding up the group behind us with, when we were flying the drone around, they wanted, they came over to see what it was like yeah. on the, on the screen. And, they, and, and then they talked to us in the clubhouse. Yeah. And like, they, they couldn't have been. Oh, so like, all, everyone was gathering for the meeting while we were sitting in there having drinks. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know. You get, it's like seeing behind the curtain of a, of a, you know, a private place and, you, yeah, we didn't feel out of place. We didn't like nobody. Like, people came up to us. They're and all said, in, their, in, in their, their blazers, yeah. and their, you know, ties and all that. And honestly, we're just sitting there having some beers. Having some beers. Sun was setting in the distance. It was surreal. I mean, oh, it just man. it was like we were just three of the members. So yeah, that was that was unbelievable. All right, guys, that's going to do it for part one. Uh, we had about almost two hours worth of conversation between Tron and I as well. We brought James in to kind of help recap the trip as well. Could not post a two-hour podcast. So stay tuned for part two, which should be coming soon. Thank you for tuning in. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah! Yeah, That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.